recording. <laughs> Dick in my ass. Dick in my ass. Oh my god, it's recording. We can do it as many times as we want. We're going to have to figure out how to edit this either way. So. Dick in my ass. Dick in my yeah. ass. All right, I yes, got I, it. I understand. <laughs> no, I'm, I'm just preparing the right tone. Okay, here we go. History teaches us important lessons. Like never put it in the ass first, always last. Thanks for tuning in. I'm Dick. I'm ass. And, and this, this is, is the Dick, Dick Ass podcast. podcast. That wasn't too bad. <laughs> that was... I think I think we'd be rolling with that. <laughs> Straight. I'm moist right now, bro. On God, on God, all right. Yeah, we're not cutting but, any of this out. Oh, no, honestly, I like it. I like it the way it is, man. Let's just keep rolling with it. Yeah. Get yeah, let's roll with it. Fucking, I don't need this. I don't need this at all. Okay, all right, here we go. Yeah. Actually, just full screen my notes. All right, here we go. Here we go, here we go. All right, so uh, uh, I'm going to start... Today. Oh, by the way, we should probably like introduce yeah, ourselves. Yeah, these huh? niggas are run. Oh, fuck. I mean, I like it already. Okay. So I am I am G. I am Dick. And and uh, my co-host here is Edward. He is ass. Um, we are not going to explain the origin of dick ass podcast it's just it is what it is but uh we are going to be doing history because that is a subject that interests us and hopefully you as well if you're listening to this but um today we're gonna start with me first and then bitch ass edward over here will get his next but uh so lucky this is recording Oh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Anything to me, huh? So, uh. Talk to him. <laughs> so, we decided to start with, uh, just interest, things that interested us the most. So, I'm actually going to be starting with, uh, old Norse religion or Norse mythology, going into the history of how it started, how it ended a little bit, and then I'm going to be telling a, a story from Norse mythology. Mm. All right. Now you are my audience right now, Edward. All right. I hope I can teach you something here. But here we go. No. So with <laughs> so, <laughs> so Norse old Norse religion, also has been called Norse paganism, was developed in the Proto Norse period when the Northern Germanic people separated into their own branch of Germanic people in Northern Europe. Uh, was later replaced by Christianity and forgotten. So a lot of the stuff that we do know about Old Norse mythology is kind of hard to like figure out. So a lot of, we're gonna get into it a little bit later. Like when I'm telling one of the stories, it's gonna go off rail, and you're not gonna understand what's going on at all. And that's mainly because of you know Christianity coming in and kind of like erasing it. Yeah, so, said, get that heretic shit out of here. We hate that. On God, but uh, I'm also going to be bringing up Christianity religion um, in comparison to Nordic religion a couple of times here, and then a little fact: Proto Norse period is actually when they developed. The period is segregated into when they developed 
the language. So let's see. The language that they did use, which I had to look up how to say this, it is the Junger Futhark. So the Junger Futhark is actually mm-hmm. like the advanced, it's the more advanced version of runic writings. Mm-hmm. So, you know, like the runes that we see all the time? Yeah. That's like the most known. That's actually called Elder Futhark. And Elder Futhark is composed of 24 characters. And um, it was, you know, like, a, it was the more basic version of yeah, the language. Like simplified. And, yeah, and then they, they, <laughs> they evolved into Junger Futhark, which brought it down to 16 characters. And, and it was, it was started to be in use during the 9th century. So, 1000 AD, which is mm. kind of wild, dog. Shut yeah, that's kind of... <laughs> <laughs> that, she'd be texting me, bro. I don't want to talk to her right now. I'm doing important things. Alright, so... <laughs> important things. <laughs> important things, dog. So, uh, you know, they really like peace this together you know with archaeology toponymy and then records left in those runic inscriptions so let's see so Norse mythology or old norse religion was a how do you say that poly 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 um (laughs) polytheistic polytheistic yes polytheistic Poly, polytheistic poly like a polygon right poly I just add theistic after that polytheistic there we go okay so a polytheistic religion so various <laughs> gods and goddesses you know um mm. which honestly a lot of religions are polytheistic yeah. so hopefully people know what that is if not yeah, except those not. except those weirdos with their monotheistic religions oh uh, god yeah. If you believe in a monotheistic religion, L. Yeah. Honestly, <laughs> honestly L believe. <laughs> so, the uh, the difference though, I you know not knowing a lot, but this is pretty different to polytheistic religions is that there's actually two distinct different groups of gods in Norse religion. Mm-hmm. You probably know about this. There's the Aesir and the Vanir. So the Aesir are the most common known gods you know you have pop or pop culture with marvel you know um, a lot of people know them because like odin thor loki you know but uh mm-hmm. they're the most they are the most aggressive and most dominant form of the gods a lot of them are honestly like war gods and that has a lot like i learned by doing my research here that war has a lot like a huge effect on like nordic vikings like yeah they really like fighting um yeah yeah we're gonna get into that too because i have some like theories that we're gonna be talking about and there's some like a brief distinction distinction on why they value that so much so they're more aggressive and they reside in like the realm of asgard so they have their own realm and everything um and then the vanir are more peaceful gods i think they reside in the realm of Vanheim? Vanheim, yes. So (laughs) No, all uncut, all uncut. Oh, okay. So they're 
they're more peaceful gods. Um, the main three are okay. I tried to look up how to pronounce this, but this is probably one of the hardest god names. <laughs> Ninor. Ninor. He's he's like the Poseidon if you want to put it in basic. Oh, Njord. Njord, yes. You know, luckily you're more linguistic than I am because I cannot pronounce a lot of these things, man. I tried my hardest. <laughs> so, and then he he had two kids, Freya and Freya. And so a lot of them represent, you know, beauty, wealth, fertility. I also learned that they also represent wisdom and uh, future sight, which is kind of wild. Because I, I did not know that there was any, like, gods that just represented future sight. Because it put them together as a whole. Oh. And uh, <clears throat> they are known to actually be more related to the elves. And, like, you know, because, again, I'm skipping over myself. Nordic religion, you know, has dwarves, elves. Like, honestly, I'm pretty sure Nordic religion is, like, the basis of, like, what RPGs <laughs> are, you know? Yeah, fantasy, you know, elves, dwarves. So they, the Vanir are more related to the dwarves than they are humans, unlike the Aesir, who are more related to the humans. All right. And then um, we also have the whole thing of there being multiple realms, all connected by the world tree Yggdrasil. So honestly, I think that has to do with, like, Yggdrasil has to be there like representation of the universe right yeah and and i did i did read something um based off of constellations so i think this is just my own thoughts i haven't done too much research into this specifically but i thought about it as i was researching it so you know how like um greeks and like romans they believed that the gods were like the bigger the planets in the sky that we can see right so that's why you know our planets are named after the roman gods like mercury jupiter Mm -hmm. all of that i had the same thought that i was like well you know humans are pretty simpler what if those planets that they saw they gave them realms yeah they thought they're the different realms (laughs) yeah yeah and i was like that's that's pretty cool to think of it that they couldn't they were like it has to be all together in like a big tree so yggdrasil is kind of their representation of the universe which i think is pretty sick yeah the world tree is like the universe holds everything together also we're gonna get into i have one huge theory dude of like that you know a lot of this connects to what we know of space and like modern science and modern science theories which i think is pretty wild like considering that this is ninth century or before ninth century that this was around so it is crazy like putting like the pieces together and like thinking about this all right and then you know that's the brief you know what you need to know about norse mythology before we really start talking about it there's a lot more, but that was my brief, you know, rundown on the history and the basics behind it. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> but uh, it got wiped out again by Christianity, um, made its way into Scandinavia. By the time it made it into Scandinavia, most of Europe was already converted to Catholicism or Christianity, right? Yeah. 
So they there's there's actually not much detail either into how the Christians converted the Scandinavian people. There's too much like lack of textual evidence on it. Uh, probably ethnic cleansing. That's my best guess. What is ethnic cleansing? Uh. <laughs> Go into it. Go into it, please. <laughs> um. Oh, they they um they they just killed them all. <laughs> yeah, I believe it. Yeah, if they um, they didn't like what that person was believing, they just killed them. It 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 was fairly quick though. It only took a few decades to convert yeah. all of Scandinavia. <laughs> <laughs> they did it. They were you know what? Them Christians were damn efficient though with it. <laughs> they they did that. They did that quick. Jesus forgives, but Christians most definitely do not. Definitely. <laughs> All right. So here, here, here. Now, finally, you know, I had to go over the brief history part. Like, you know, be knowledgeable, know how it starts, right? So we're going to go over my favorite part of the North or the Nordic uh, mythology, which is the stories. Because if anyone has, like, research anything about these stories or the tales that they have they're wild and uncomprehensible sometimes it's like what is going on right <clears throat> so this one especially because partway through like i even know a little bit of this story but like i was reading into it more detail and i was like what the hell is going on <laughs> like it slowly starts to ramp up into just straight what the fuck Right. <laughs> yeah, that's how I felt doing research for mines. <laughs> it was just I, the rabbit hole I was going down. I did not expect. We really had to pick Ow, the like worst ones to go into <laughs> of just like most unknown. But uh, so I picked the story, the creation of the cosmos. All right. So I know that you know a little bit of this, uh-huh. but uh, so. Before the creation of the world, there was uh, an abyss known as. You know how to say it. How do I say it again? Gap. So it was described as exactly what you think it's an abyss, it's darkness, silence, nothing exists there. And in between it laid in between two of the realms that already exist no clue how they already exist they just do it's one of those kind of descriptions there's a lot of things in north mythology that is just because it happens yeah, you know what just, i mean uh, they just spawned in yeah they just they were there already so you got you got muspelheim which is the realm of fire and niflheim the realm of ice and so they have this void in between them but the fire and the ice slowly starts to leak out, and then they met in the middle, the fire melting the ice, and it tripped down and created the first godlike of giants known as Ymir. So Ymir is the father of giants. There's a lot Ymir. I learned about Ymir that I did not know as well. So we're going to be talking about Ymir a lot. Really important. Oh, shit. Yeah. Um... So, first thing, Ymir's name in Old Norse actually translates to mean screamer. 
that. I don't know how I feel about that one. Yeah, to me, it kind of terrified me. But there is a there is a big point into Screamer because I was like, what the hell? And then I later learned more about it, and it's kind of cool. But Ew. so, and then this is one of those weird ass stories. So Ymir was there, and he could produce. Uh, I think it's a, is it asexually, where he just produce reproduce by himself, pretty yeah. much. They describe it specifically, and so they specifically say more giants would leap from his legs and the sweat of his armpits. Oh, Nowhere yeah. else. <laughs> Just his legs and his armpits. More, more giants would come from. And then, and then as more of the ice melted, it also created a cow named Aduhamelia. Very, another one of those weird names that I just cannot pronounce. But it made uh, a big cow. Uh, made big, a, cow. big cow. Yeah, I got it. Big I got cow. the general idea. Big cow. Alright. And uh, the cow's name translates to mean abundance of humming. I never learned more about that. Alright. I just know that, that I saw that it means abundance of humming. But she, the cow nourished Ymir with her milk. Pranks on you, Ymir. It's not a she. Oh, no. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe that's why his name was Screamer. The real story is he figures out that the cat was not a she and he was not sucking on a teeth. <laughs> okay. But, so yeah, the cow nourished Ymir with her milk and... In turn, she. This does not describe it. I don't know if she got this from Ymir or just Niflheim, but it says that she was nourished by salt licks in the ice. Uh, that sounds like I mean in Niflheim, probably. Yeah, I was I was thinking it's probably Niflheim, because it's like you know she licks ice. Ymir suck on teat and giant's barn, right? Yeah, that makes that makes sense. <clears throat> but uh, so salt licks in the ice. They continuously lick the ice. Oh wait, before I got into this, so we talked about the big cow, right? Big yeah. cow. We first talked about giants, right? Non-exist giants, non-existent. Yeah. Okay, but then we talk about cows. Does does this mean that in nor mythology cows are a primordial being um cows yeah that means that cows existed before the world existed yeah cow uh well primordial is before time if i'm if i'm correct i would um I'd have to double check, but I'm pretty sure primordial is before time, uh, existing at or from the beginning of time, yeah, from. or primeval. <laughs> so almost, not exactly, but is on the same in Norse mythology as Ymir. Yeah, because like, I mean the realms and like the the world structure hasn't even been really made yet. So yeah, definitely yeah. a primordial cow. Yeah, definitely primordial cow, which I thought was insane. <laughs> like that means that this cow is on the same terms as like Cthulhu. 
yeah, this cow fostered the creation of all of the realms. <laughs> Which is like, why I haven't done much into like, uh, is it Buddhism? Buddhism. Why? Why they? That's the one that they worship the cows, or is it Hinduism? Oh my god! I think god. it's Hinduism. You can't say that. It's Hinduism. Yeah, it is. It is. It is. You can't say that. <laughs> it is. I couldn't remember. I couldn't remember. That was just that was just me not being able to. <laughs> but do they have a cool story like that? Like a cow being a prime primordial being? Um, uh, continue with the creation. Continue <laughs> with the creation. <laughs> well, we'll get into that at a later date. So after the cow licked the salt ice enough, she revealed the first of the Aesir gods. Okay, now this is where it kind of gets a little wild. So she revealed a god named Buri, right? Mm-hmm. Buri means the the like uh, it's like not prodigy, like progenitor or something like that. Pretty much the start of gods. Is what his name means. Then, so, th- and then this is where it gets very, very weird. So he shows up. He, it just immediately says he has a son. No, 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 like, idea where the son came from, but he has the son. Named Bor. And Bor's name, guess what his name means? Uh, big. Son. <laughs> <laughs> So he, Boar just exists, all right. Boar, no, no mention of a mother. He just exists. But Boar married a giant named Bestela. Uh-huh. All right. Yeah. So they so Boar actually married a giant. So from this yeah. point on, I realized that. Aesir gods, all the Aesir that are well known, are all actually half giant. The only two full gods are Beer and his son Bor. Mm-hmm. Or Buri and his son Bor. Which I didn't know, and is kind of weird to think about, especially when we get into what giants actually represent in a bit here. All right. Yep. I just want you to remember that. Oh, and a real quick interjection. Um, uh, in Hinduism, they worship the. Oh my God. No, no. My computer just <laughs> had a stroke. Uh, in Hinduism, apparently the cow represents like Mother Earth and uh, the the milk of the cow nourishing its creatures, or some something on something along those lines. So almost. Almost the same, because in Nordic mythology, the cow technically nourished the world. Yeah, yeah. So they're kind of on the same page there. Okay, okay, okay. But then, Bestia, alright, was the daughter of the giant Baltthorn. Yeah. Alright. And they they had three half god half giant children named Odin, Vil, and Ve. Oh my, yeah. Yeah. So 
Odin is technically half god, half giant, not full yeah. god. So, and again, that really confused me because that is all a short sentence of explanation. Like that's <laughs> all they have to go off of it, right? Is just there was a god, he has a son. Son married giant, they had three kids. It just goes like that, like <laughs> that, bro. Just so quick. We went into all this like in detail explanation of how Ymir was born and how he was nourished. But then the gods are just like, it just happened because the yeah, camera was assault. Slash bond. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> okay. And then so there's not much detail what happens in between here, but Odin and his brothers kill Ymir. Yep. Right, so they kill Ymir and they start the construction of the world from his corpse. Here's now it says, it says here, quoted, they fashion the oceans from his blood, the soil from his skin and muscles, vegetation from his hair, clouds from his brains, which is kind of weird because when I was like thinking about it, I was like, clouds do kind of look like brains. I don't know if I'm weird for that, but in, like, the lumpy kind of, like, construction of clouds. Those cumulonimbus clouds, particularly. I'm no cloud expert, but... Oh, yeah. Yeah, I know those uh, those cirrostratus clouds, I think they are. Definitely don't be looking like brains. (laughs) Yeah, the flat ones don't, but just in, like, because, like... Okay, I'm probably underlooking these people, but like children, Uga Booga Caveman Brain probably Ooh. looks up at clouds and says, "Brain," you know what I mean? Brain. Yeah. Yeah, that. That's reasonable. <laughs> and then this is the weird part: they fashion the sky from his skull. Yeah, it's just a thunderdome. Yeah, the world is just a thunderdome. Everyone who's telling you the world is flat, wrong, Thunderdome. (laughs) (laughs) So, and then there's a little short thing. So the skull is actually held up by four dwarves corresponding to the four cardinal points. Mm -hmm. Don't know what four cardinal points means. But four dwarves. Pretty much. Southeast. Oh, yeah. Cut that out. Cut that out. Cut that out. I'm a little too stupid to be talking about history, but, you know, we're going to keep rolling with it, dog. I'm learning myself here. So they held up up his skull above the earth, creating the sky. All right. And then after that, the gods created the first man and woman. It says the name is spelled out ASK. A-S-K. But I know for sure that's probably not how it's pronounced uh, but ask uh, and uh, ask. <laughs> i can't think of it <laughs> i can't i i i don't want to do it because i know if i try to like throw some pronunciation on it it's going to be like it it's racist it's a hate crime <laughs> <laughs> definitely <laughs> like but and bella from they fashioned the two first humans from two tree trunks, and then they built a fence around Midgard to protect them from giants. So in conclusion, world is Thunderdome. 
big ass Thunderdome. Really, Fence really dome. Big. No giants, only man. Thunderdome. All right. Yeah. So, so we're gonna get into Let's a little bit of the meat. Sorry. <laughs> no. <laughs> so the story and its meanings. All right. Here's where it gets a little crazy. It's, it gets a little bit like because you know it sounds like from that it sounds like okay there was a giant and the giant was killed and created the earth right you could you could bring it down to that but actually it does have some meaning behind it ymir is actually the personification of chaos before creation yeah so yeah. he so you know there's gananganap which is just nothingness and in nothingness there was only chaos yeah. all right which is ymir and then it's it's their way of talking about how much like limitless potential that hasn't been used. Ymir is meant to describe that that he's not really doing much. He's just unused potential right there. Yeah. <clears throat> and then um, that's also why Gnab is also described as like a void or abyss. It's just the space that they could do anything with it, and then. The lesson is, is that the gods saw what they could do with the space. So, and it's actually pretty pretty common. Like that description is pretty common in other religions that there was a void, and then there was chaos, and then yeah. the chaos was brought into order. So, same thing here. The gods put to use the chaos, organizing it, turning it into order, making the world. Mm-hmm. That's why it goes into so much detail about how they're using the different pieces of Ymir into creating the world, which I think is pretty cool. Like, it, when I first heard it, I was just like, wow, that sounds like a very brutal, like, you know, early depiction of how the world was made. But it, yeah, it actually has, like, a lot of meaning. Yeah, when you really think about it, they, they actually fucked him up. Like they jumped his ass <laughs> and they ripped that nigga apart. I <laughs> <laughs> They really did, dude. It was definitely unfair. <laughs> that was unfair. I just I just imagine like Ymir as the the like the dad and the wife beater just chilling back, you know, <laughs> drinking a beer, just so tired, bro. Just so tired, and some random kids that were just newly born just pull up, and this this he's too drunk and too tired to do anything, and they just rip him to pieces. They just jump his ass. Let him get up. Let him get up. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> he had no chance. But <laughs> I got so I'm lost now. <laughs> so okay. But then, then here's another thing. So the giants were born from Ymir. Mm-hmm. So giants, actually, if you look at a lot of the stories, giants are also they depict chaos still existing. Mm-hmm. They the giants are the remnants of chaos, which was Ymir, in the mythology, and they're in the stories they're all was threatening to corrupt overturn you know cause chaos anytime giants are always trying to do that right yeah and in the end at ragnarok the giants versus the gods the giants succeed in bringing chaos back 
All right. Mm-hmm. And now, um, this was this is we're gonna get into two things by saying that. So the giants represent chaos, which is weird because Odin and all of the other gods, or at least the Aesir, are all half giant. Then. Yeah. Mm. They are all part giant. So, like, does that explain why the gods are cruel in the way that they are? Because Norse gods are especially cruel compared to most other gods. They are, they are fucked. <laughs> they do whatever the hell they want. You know what I mean? Yeah, they're crazy motherfuckers, that's for sure. And that's that's why I was thinking about it. I may be thinking a little bit too much into it, being like, okay, well, if giants are chaos, they have half giant in them. Is that why they are the way that they are? I don't know if that's how they thought, but it's it's kind of interesting to think about that. You know, giants are the main enemy, but gods are part giant, right? Oh my god, it's all about how the enemy could also be within yourself. It could be you. You have to learn how to subdue that part of yourself. It's an internal battle. I have already cracked the code. You might have. <laughs> It sounds that makes sense, <laughs> but they never have any lessons. The gods still do whatever oh, the hell they want to do because they know that they're gonna die, which I think is a lesson that we should live up to. You ever thought about that? I just said that, but it's like, you know what? You know what, people? People who are listening to this, you're going to die. There's nothing you can do. You will die. All right. So live freely. Yep. Go. That is imminent. Do drugs. Fuck midgets. <laughs> I think we're spiraling a little out of control right now. No, but I I think that was a big thing. And another thing with the whole, like, you know, being able to tell prophecies. Like, they all know that they're going to die. Right? Yeah. They know that the outcome is set already. And the gods are kind of just, like, okay with that. Like, in the religion, they never really, like, they prevent Ragnarok. Right, but they know at some point it's gonna happen, and there's nothing that they can do about it. They can just stall it, right? Yep. Just keep putting it on. Which again is another reason why I think they were so crazy, because they had they had no no like you know they knew what was gonna happen. They knew how they were gonna die, so they knew that they had no consequences. This is yet another reason why you should do your homework. Why? Don't don't push that shit off until the last minute, because, like, damn, you're going to fucking die anyway. That deadline is coming up regardless. It doesn't matter how far you push it back. I like your lesson a lot more than mine of do drugs. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah, doing your homework um, has do you, significantly do your more positive impact than, you know, like, doing a line of that that good stuff. <laughs> get them get them gains, bro. Hit the gym. On. Lift big metal. Lift big <laughs> <laughs> So, um, here, where is, where is it? Where is it? Uh, okay, Ymir's, and and again, in this way, Ymir's name is also 
pretty poetic. All right, so we went over the name that it means screamer, right? Mm-hmm. So, in a way, it also means the scream or wordless voice. A scream is just a wordless voice, right? Mm-hmm. Which represents raw material from what words are made of. And then the gods came and took the raw material, the wordless voice, and turned it into a voice with words. Oh shit! So the name controlling the chaos. <laughs> yeah, his whole his whole name Screamer is just a really fancy and complicated way to describe like a raw material. Yeah. All right. Refining the iron. Yeah, which again I think is really cool. I just I got into this and I really thought like oh yeah Ymir brutal story but it has so much like meaning behind it like this whole idea of chaos and order and oh okay one of my biggest things that kind of got me a little confused we talked about Ragnarok right mm-hmm. Ragnarok end end of time brings chaos back to the universe right yep. end of everything so this was weird to me. Because my brain immediately related this to um, the theory of the universe ending, the one with the black holes. So there's this theory where because there's black holes and they absorb matter, that at some point the universe starts expanding and the black holes absorb everything and merge into one black hole, right? Yeah. And matter never disappears. We know that. That's a basic law. Energy, yeah. Yeah, it can never just be created or destroyed. Yeah. So it would all be compressed into one spot. All the matter in the universe would be one one point, right? Mm -hmm. And then at probably that now this is where it like starts stops getting scientific, but all of the matter at one point cannot be contained and then it expands making the big bang and restarting the universe yeah there's a there's some room for error uh we're obviously not fucking (laughs) astrophysicists so yeah like i i heard that theory and personally that's my favorite theory of the universe ending because then that means it's a cycle Let's go. I get round two to finally start pulling hose. <laughs> yeah, dude. <laughs> dude, that is my excuse now. Why don't you have a girlfriend? I'm just waiting for a round two. I'm, I'm waiting for a round two. <laughs> this one was already bad, bro. I had a bad start, you know? <laughs> Hopefully, you know, we get good RNG next one. Yeah, once the refresh hits, it's over for y'all. It's over, dog. It's over. I will be embodied with ultimate confidence and pull all of the hose <laughs> <laughs> but i like i like that because it, it seems like a cycle and i like that idea of there being a cycle in the universe and i related this specifically to norse mythology that it kind of makes sense in the same way that in the end chaos takes over again right yeah and all we know of is that the gods existed already right there was at least a god that existed and his son and then they merged with the giants to create more gods and then those gods created the earth 
So in Ragnarok, it's a reset. What if it's the same thing that happens? That in the at the end of Ragnarok, all that remains is Muspelheim and Niflheim, and the yeah. same thing happens again. It's it's just an endless cycle of rebirth. I'm pretty sure there's um. Uh, yeah, never mind. <laughs> never mind. <laughs> like, which to me is a little unfortunate that we don't know too much about Norse mythology because it was kind of, you know, ripped away and dissolved. But I feel like there'd have to be something in there, right? That the idea of after Ragnarok, it all restarts and the cycle continues, mm-hmm. ultimately kind of being like a metaphor for the cycle of life. Tis, tis, yeah. Yeah. But, okay. So I got into that. That was one thing that I had that I was really, like, is this what this means? But then, oh, okay. Okay. So, uh, a quick comparison between Christianity and Norse religion, all right? In a way that they are actually very different in how this affects the actual people that lived during that time that believed in this religion all right mm. so in christianity we have the first recorded intention of taking a life in christianity is abel and cain right <laughs> yeah which was murder that was seen as a sin cain was punished for it right Dude. Cain fucked him up. He straight beat that nigga over the head with a rock. <laughs> but that, that's not important. Continue. Wasn't it? It was. It was over. A, was it over a hoe? Was it? Was it? Uh, was the origin of sin over a hoe? Oh my god. Um. It was. <laughs> it just ruined everything. Impossible. On God. <laughs> it's been so since the beginning. That is the secret message in Christianity. Bitches be ruining everything. That it's facts, actually. <laughs> but okay, big, big comparison there. That was seen as a sin. Inten- intentionally taking a life away was a sin in mm-hmm. Christianity. Well, in Norse religion, the first recorded intention of taking a life is actually the gods killing Ymir. Mm-hmm. Right? Which is not ever seen as a sin. Right? It was seen as honorably taking his his life to create yeah. something new. And that is actually really important to um, the Nordic people. Because a lot of times back then we saw that they had a distinction between lawful and unlawful killing, but they all did embrace a warlike approach to life for the sake of honor, renown, great deeds. Mm-hmm. They all had this like, you know, even even the the Nordic afterlife is Valhalla, which is dying an honorable death in battle. Yeah, right. I doubt I could use that excuse to like claim someone's life insurance policy. Just kill them. It was 
I I was putting I was putting their death to good use, so I had a good reason to. It was an honorable. <laughs> it's an honorable homicide. <laughs> No, not in that way. They weren't just like these barbarians. But it benefits me greatly. It's an. You know what? Like now that you're thinking about it, it sounds like you're doing a satirical like explanation on war in itself. Like, yeah, this is lawful because it benefits me greatly. It's okay <laughs> to like create these weapons of mass destruction because they greatly benefit me but it's like, honorable no it's else. honorable it's just me it's it's honorable it, it keeps the balance <laughs> yeah yeah it helps me which in turn like you know maybe might help the rest of everyone else but mainly it helps me <laughs> yeah they're not important <laughs> okay yeah that is a that is a little fucked but <laughs> the whole thing with ymir is that they don't ever see this as like they see that killing people is not out of the option it is something that they can do, and they honor and respect it greatly. Both sides, like Viking on Viking combat, is very you know honorable in a way that they are they are fighting to see who is more skillful, and both sides know that in the end it was like this person was more powerful, so that they were meant to win. And even if you die, you died an honorable death to an enemy. So it's I I kind of like it in that way that they had this completely different way of thinking that, that like taking a life was not completely immoral and it sounds wrong that I'm <laughs> exclaiming it now because it makes me sound like a serial killer like <laughs> like why can't we all be like that you know <laughs> I might just kill someone and it'd be fun yeah, like it's honorable. I'm trying to go to Valhalla. What the hell? <laughs> it greatly benefits me. <laughs> but um, so it's like, what is it? Hold on. Sorry, I gotta read my notes here for a second. <laughs> like all time you. Yeah, yeah. So it's like. Time you need. Yeah, there's. <laughs> there's the very like glorification and like honorable taking of Ymir's life and like that is a very very big part of Viking like religion is fighting and it is cool to see that like both the end and the start and the end of like the creation in their stories of like Nordic religion both involve like first the honorable taking of a life to create something new and then in the end it is constant fighting to like try to keep the order <clears throat> like even Valhalla is described as an endless battlefield pretty much yep, they, they just keep fighting throwing hands and training until Ragnarok comes yeah which unlike I just really liked getting into that because it's it's like they Nordic mythology in a way to all of these other popular like you know a well-known mythos has this whole you know thought process of fighting and like being warriors yeah which I think is kind of cool which is going to lead me 
that my next topic that I'm actually going to research is going to be Viking war tactics and how they would fight and some of the major battles that they may have fought. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> that is exactly what I'm going to do next. But that is actually all the notes that I have on that story alone. I wanted to start with the story of creation. And even though it's like a short story, there's a lot of this like poetic meaning behind it. Yeah. This really sounds like they were like way ahead of their time. <laughs> yeah. Which is like, I'm, you know, maybe I've spent too much time on social media, but you know, the whole like, like, Oh, the pyramids and that they're all along the same line. It's like, well, Vikings. Like, you know, the whole, like, you know, superstitious part of it. But it kind of got me thinking, like, that's crazy how they thought of these, like, situations the same. You know what I mean? Yeah. (laughs) Unless they really didn't put that much thought into it at all. And we're just drunk off their ass off of a cup of mead sitting next to a campfire like, dude, what if this shit happened? That would be crazy. (laughs) Yeah, just like, you know, a group of guys got together and ate a couple of funny-looking mushrooms and (laughs) created this story. Which, honestly, you know what? Eight legs, man. Craziest shit I've ever seen. (laughs) (laughs) Like, dude, dude, I saw this, like, really big log in the water and dude like what if there was like there's this snake in the water that's as big as all of the land we know and it just constantly wraps around like what like a big ass snake man i'm telling you i've seen it too you guys need to come with me next time (laughs) bro i don't understand all this but you see those shiny like those shiny lights up there in the sky that like you know we can see even in the dark but only can see them a couple of times like we definitely gotta be in a tree man like it's definitely like a, a tree big ass tree <laughs> and there's this giant lizard that lives at the bottom of the tree and a giant bird that lives at the top and there's just this squirrel that goes back and forth and is constantly talking shit about both of them <laughs> He's just like a designated driver, but a designated shit talker. Dude, Ratatoskr is my favorite. The fact that he he just wants chaos. I fucking (laughs) love that dog. (laughs) That's all he wants. He's he's the instigator. He's He's that one kid instigator. Yeah, always trying to get people to fight. Did you know a kid at your school like that? Uh, well, I wasn't social, so I didn't know very many kids. <laughs> ah. <laughs> <laughs> there was... Personally, I wouldn't let him talk to me like that, but I guess yeah. that's just me. <laughs> oh, no, I get... Honestly, you, you are Ratatoskr. Your, your <laughs> amount of gaslighting and uh-huh. shit talking. I don't gaslight. Hey, 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 this is slander. Yeah, yeah, okay, okay, yeah. But... <laughs> <laughs> How crazy you sound right now. You always say I'm <laughs> <laughs> But um what what were your thoughts on that? I'm just I'm just curious cuz I did a lot of the talking there and I kind of, you know, what what were your thoughts on the whole beginning of Norse mythology? Did did I give you something that you didn't know 
You definitely um, didn't know that Ymir's name was Screamer. I, I know that I for sure. very much did not know that his name was Screamer, and I only really knew like the 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 basics of the creation, like the the cow and how Ymir formed and all that. I I don't really remember him like sweating deities and giants yeah, no, from his no, it was it was specifically giants from only giants his legs and, and the sweat of his armpits the sweat that, that is some <laughs> they say that's sweat man oh god what? but i never i never I thought about just, like i almost just referenced licking it but li- don't say that don't say that, <laughs> you cut that i'm out. glad you stopped yourself yeah cut that out cut that out <laughs> Well, like, I never thought about, like, the philosophies and uh, the themes of Norse mythology. Which That's I thought, funny. in the end, I thought that that was really cool because we see, like, you know, when you think of Vikings and, like, Norse mythology, you think of, like, these barbarians, like, almost yeah. caveman-like people with axes and boats. That's but in fucked re- up. It is. It, it really is that we portray them that way, but like looking into it, it's like there's there's a lot of like like philosophy that goes in with their stories. Yeah, it's it's kinda that's the that's your surface level thought. It's like the same way that the Romans considered um the 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 tribes, I guess, like outside of their cities as like barbarians, even though they were they're actually like pretty advanced. They're they're living like pretty comfortable lives for you know barbaric people. Yeah, yeah. Like we even we even see that with um like in modern movies. Like I I saw this this uh video like one of the videos of like professionals reacting to movies right, mm-hmm. and it's this professional professional um ancient warfare historian. And he looks over these like movies and I was like excited to watch it because I was like, oh, I'm ex- so excited to see what's accurate about these movies. Like some of my favorite movies, like uh, they went over Troy mm-hmm. and like I grew up with that movie as a kid. Right. Yeah. Absolutely love Troy. Um, but like he went over it and dude, I've never seen this this skinny like Norwegian man was so pissed. He was so mad, dude. He was so mad. He was like, "What is wrong with you?" He was like, "This is." He was like, he was calling things out. He was like, "That's racist." You're making them look like barbarians. And like, like, um, what is it? The movie Braveheart. Have you ever seen that? No, I haven't seen that. But so it, it's it's pretty much like a depiction of the battle between the Scots. Yeah. And the English. I know what it is. I just haven't seen it. And they, they, yeah, they depict the English as like you know these knights on horseback yeah. with ordered, you know, cavalry and like lines of men. And then it, <laughs> it, it shows the Scots as like Knuckle you know wearing hide. Yeah, yeah, just <laughs> wearing hide with sticks and just like <laughs> tiny wood shields. And they're like, yeah, we're gonna go fight. When in fact they had like advanced pike lines and like were sophisticated people and it's like wild to think about that dude that like we depict why is it that we depict northern just europe as barbarians uh england moment perhaps 
<laughs> Honestly, they're still barbarians, bro. <laughs> <laughs> They've been the barbarians all along. <laughs> Honestly, maybe that's why, dog. Just we see them teeth and we're like, nah, that's that's barbaric right there. <laughs> Use one of these advanced solutions like Invisalign. That'll surely help you. (laughs) (laughs) Oh my god. But, um, you know, we're getting close to an hour. But I'm actually surprised. That didn't feel like an hour at all. It it really didn't. It was kind of just flowing. I only had, like, two pages of notes, and they were, like, very spaced out, very short notes, but I wasn't sure I was going to make it to an hour. I was, like, I was getting to the end of it, and I was, like, oh, fuck, we've only been, like, probably for, like, 30 minutes, and I looked at it, and I was, like, oh, shit, it's about an hour. Yeah, no, the clock was definitely pushing. It was pushing very hard. But, so, I think we should about end it here, but I wanted to know, what exactly are you going to be doing for the next episode? What am I gonna be doing? Yeah, um, I'm curious. So, you know, it's it's almost symbolic. You know, you're doing the the Norse creation, right? I thought I'd do um, something with Jap- Japanese creation. Um, may Which, or may not have been a mistake. This is a clusterfuck if I've ever seen it. Yeah, we were we were in the call together, like doing our research, kind of like. We were talking about it, and then we were like, "Wait, we shouldn't be talking about it." But then <laughs> you were, you were in the background. I was like typing things down, zoned out, and I just heard like, "Yo, what the fuck is that?" <laughs> like, I'm, I'm very excited, honestly, to listen to you talk about it. Yeah, I'm excited to, to see how I'm gonna say that shit. <laughs> <laughs> and then also, um, I should probably give my sources. So sources, uh wikipedia fuck you if you think wikipedia is not a reliable source <laughs> oh, God. and then also wikipedia most of my what is what I, I got most of my information on the creation of the cosmos from um uh norsemythology.org and i actually really suggest going through like anyone who's more curious if i didn't do a good enough job explaining the story and you want more detail of it go into there because they have a very like detailed and like poetic explanations of the which i really enjoyed and also it's like the it's like the stories come from the poetic at almost what yeah (laughs) but um yeah, I guess we end it here. We don't really yeah. have an idea for an outro, do we? Yeah, we never really thought about this conclusion. Uh, uh, I'm Dick, and he's ass, uh, and we'll see you well, next week. The, <laughs> the the dick shrink. Uh, come back when it's... I don't fucking know where I'm going with yeah. this. Never mind. And if I, I don't know, like, you know, it'll be gone, you know. <laughs> <laughs> after we come, after Dick and Ass have come together, you know, it takes like Dick maybe about an hour or so to come back up again. So an hour? be prepared for that. <laughs> <laughs> All right, we, yeah, we're no, just gonna end it for too long. Yeah, yeah. Right. <laughs> just curtains.